We are holding on Daf Nun Dalit. We're in the middle of a paragraph that is describing this Pasik, Haboyim Yishodesh Yaakov, Yaakov came, or those who he brought to plant and that they will flourish and so forth. And this is what it means that through mitzvahs, it is an infinite opportunity for expanse. Let's make sure we're okay. So on the top line, of Daphnandal, it says, and this is what it means, that happy are those or praiseworthy are those who plant over the water, that when we understand, it can be in the loftiest levels of Ganeden, or it can be in the lesser levels of Ganeden. It's all called Mayim, like the Pasuk that says that the river that came forth from Aden, whereas when we come to mitzvah actions, and that's the theme of the Mimer, the distinctive characteristic of mitzvah behavior, which is called Zriya, I'll call Mayim, it is planting on the waters. That is, it's higher even than the level of water, which reflects on Torah. Similarly, when we learn Torah, it manifests itself in physical matters. And therefore, it also can bring to this idea of blossoming. Like it says, translated as, Happy is he who has arrived here, here meaning in Ganeden after their lifetime. And their studies are with them, that this seems like an odd uh, aspiration. When a person comes up to Shemayim, what does he need to have all the laws of Gashmias for? Rather, the idea is that since it is through the understanding in Gashmias that he brings about this blossoming, that's why it is specifically down here in this world that he's able to have this greater quality of the blossoming. Similarly, when he has Torah and he understands it, meaning it's mamish in his hand, this is what creates this limitless revelation way beyond simply what can be understood in Gan Eden, where it is only Nenin Miziv HaShchina, the ability to experience a ray of the Shechina. And therefore, when he comes up into heaven, he has the laws of which lost items must be returned and which lost items can be kept. This is a greater capacity for the, uh, or a greater experience of the oneness of Hashem than when he's just learning Torah in a spiritual sense. Uh, <clears throat> and this is what it means, Yeshodesh Yaakov, that Yaakov will plant, that through this idea, that he plants and then he gathers in the quality of Yaakov, which is Torah. And he abstains and upholds, he upholds the testimonies, and he grants the truth, and truth is Torah, and all of this it results in the quality of flourishing of Yisrael, and again, Yisrael representing the intellectual. And this is why the Pasuk says that he will be filled with his face over the understanding. That is, that the Pasuk continues, and it says they fill the face with a world filled with fruit. The idea of tenuva is the idea of fruit, as it is can be broken up into two words, tenuva, place within it, in this otherwise uh, uh, grouping of the Jewish people that are called the desired land. There is where it can be grasped, and there is where it can take, can take root, and can even be revealed through the qualities of Yaakov and Yisrael. Next paragraph, still on the right-hand column in Shemais. However, in order to bring down this level of Yaakov and Yisrael, you need to have the three levels. You need to have level of Avram, the level of Yitzchak, and the level of Yaakov. Uh, just as the Tfilois were established by Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. 
And this is why in davening we ask, blessed, Baruch Hashem, blessed are you Hashem. That is, blessed meaning connected, to draw out from that which is hidden, as we discussed earlier. But the first has to be an awareness and a, and a disappointment, a mariris even, a sense of being very sad about the distance I have from Hashem. Like we say that the waters down here are crying out, that we think about the infinity of Hashem, blessed is he who spoke, that through simply speaking, Hashem creates all of the world, and it is therefore worthwhile to tolerate all the difficulties of Gehenna. Like it says, better to be judged there and thus be in, able to, to be uh, in Ganadin and be able to appreciate godliness, that all of this awareness about the distance I feel from Hashem and that I cry out that on one hand, I'm very sad, but on the other hand, I'm very enthusiastic. That it is, for, as far as my humanity, my body, and my bodily impulses and so on, I am very distant from Hashem. But Mitzad, my neshama, I have great simcha, that I have the opportunity to be close to Hashem through the simcha of mitzvah and the fulfillment of mitzvahs, that I'm able to draw down from a level that's even higher than Sevev Kolam. And this, that we are able to draw together, these two opposites, on the one hand, sadness, on the other hand, joy, this is through the quality of Yaakov, which is the quality of Rachmanus. Like we say, with abundant Rachmanus, Rachem Aleinu, he has Rachmanus on us. And this is the quality that allows us to have the simcha of mitzvah even though I also am very disappointed in my human frailty and limitations that keep me distant from Hashem. Because Yaakov is the capacity to join together both the body, that is, my imperfections, and the soul, and my closeness with Hashem. And this is illustrated by the phrase that the voice is the voice of Yaakov, that just like a voice expresses what is otherwise hidden. And this is effectuated through the powers of the, the fire. And the water, that is, that which is innately opposite within my human structure, my, my, my skeletal processes, and so on. And then it compresses the breath that comes out, and that's what joins them together. Similarly, in order for there to be the revelation of godliness through the mitzvah actions here in this physical world, it necessitates the quality of Yaakov, which is the quality, again, of Rachmanis, of compassion, which combines chesed, the love of Hashem that comes from my neshama, and Gevura, the sense of distance from Hashem that comes from my body and my humanity. And that's why Yaakov is also described as that um, uh, pipe that runs from one side to the other. This is a marshal from the Mishkan, the way in which each of the crushing, the boards, were held together was through one bar that went all the way through from beginning to end, which is a, an analogy for MS that runs through unchanged from top to bottom. Last paragraph. So now we understand the meaning of this Pasuk that says, those who have come will Yaakov plant. That is, in order that a Jew should receive in the quality of Torah and mitzvahs, which is the combination of the Yaakov and Yisrael, that there should be this direct connection with Hashem, this comes first through our experience in Mitzrayim. First, we have to have a sense of our distance from Hashem. We have to have the difficulty of the bricks and mortar. And then we were able to receive the Torah. That is, we're able to be planted and rooted and thus sparked and sprouted. And this is why we were in Mitzrayim, that through that experience, we were able to leave it and we were able to have Matan Torah. And now also, 
we go through our own difficulties, making a parnasa and so forth, in order that ultimately we will be able to receive another kind of matan of panimia that is, we will be able to see God eye to eye. And this is what it means when it says that Yaakov is Bria, Beirecha, and, y- and Yisrael is Yitzira, like we say, he creates light and he forms darkness, Yitzir or. And even though we asked that Yitzira, which is the quote lower level of awareness, the lower world, would seemingly be more matched with Yaakov, the lower level, and Bria Beirecha, which is the higher level of awareness, the higher world of Bria, would seemingly be more naturally aligned with Yisrael, but yet it's reversed. Because in everything, there is both the physical, uh, that is the raw material, and then there is the way in which it is reconstructed. <clears throat> so in the level of Bria, the Chaymer, the material, has come down here into the level of Yaakov. And it, uh, it needs to be sort of reshaped and revealed in the quality of Yisrael. That is, Yisrael uh, illustrates how the raw material can be reshaped and transformed into something of art. <laughs> And this is the idea that uh, it says in Pirkeovus, that whoever has the fear of sin preceding their wisdom, their wisdom will be sustained. That is, it will blossom, like we said before, that first we have to have the fear, the fear of being separated from Hashem, that, that sense of great distance. And as a result, this will motivate us to come closer. This concludes the column and the mind. The next column on the left side of Dafman Dalit is a further explanation on this uh, idea. So to understand the source of this idea, we have a rule that there are three items that are absolutely intertwined with each other. Torah, the Jewish people, and Hashem. The level of Torah is higher than the Jewish people. And Torah is called the name of Kala. Like we say, don't only read that the Torah that Amosha Rabbeinu Meirash inherited to us, but also read as Mu'orsa, we became betrothed to him. And one who was engaged in Torah is called the master of Torah, the master of light of Torah. Like we say, the holy of the Jewish people are the first of his harvest. For Torah is called bread. And again, we bring Sukkim to support that. And it's also called Yayin. It is called Shemen. Uh, and it's also, which is also called the harvest. What is this idea? That Hanina ben Doisa once davened, and um, uh, that for for a gift of Parnassa, they were so poor, and he was miraculously granted a golden leg of a table. And his wife said to him, "But now, when you come up to Shemayim, you, your table will not be full, meaning you have taken from your spiritual reward." So he went out and he davened that it, the, the gift should be returned to him. So the Gemara says that that miracle, that the, that the gift was taken back, is even greater. Because it's the nature of heaven to give, it's not the nature of heaven to retrieve. And therefore, the taking back was a greater miracle. So that something became spiritual, became physical, that is a spiritual reward, became a physical uh, 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 gold and gift to him. That is sort of the more natural process, because all physical is orchestrated by the spiritual, and it turns the ayin into yesh. But the second miracle, that the yesh should become ayin, that the heaven should take back, that is transform the physical item back into its spiritual, 
This is to, uh, the greater miracle. And this is the miracle of the Jewish people that we transform physical matter into spiritual matter. A bitel hayesh, that is, that we can uh, bring out the spiritual in the physical, is greater than Hashem producing the physical from the spiritual. At the, this level of the source of the Jewish people is called aretz, which has the capacity to blossom all types of fruits by being implanted that just like a seed has no taste, it has no sweetness. It's just like a piece of wood, but yet, and it doesn't look like the tree, the fruit of the tree at all. Yet from it will blossom a tree that will then blossom into sweet fruits. So that means that if it, it must contain within the seed, although the seed itself is just plain and dry, it must contain within itself the capacity to become fruit. And the, the capacity is effectuated through its being invested in the physical soil, which thus evokes a quality that would otherwise remain dormant. So too it is in mitzvahs. The mitzvah in its sort of raw spiritual state doesn't seem to have any of the dynamics of the effectuated mitzvah. It's only when it comes down. And we transform the physical into the spiritual by turning wool into tzitzis and leather into tefillin. We are the ones who are thus able to create the revelation, to evoke the revelation of godliness that was otherwise latent within these physical matters no different than the soil evokes the fruit that was otherwise latent in the apple seed. And that's because the Jewish people are this level that is called malchus, that everything is transformed in it, uh, both through the quality of bittel, that we restrain temptation, and through the capacity to transform it. And it's not just that we push back against sin, because, of course, a person always has to push back against it, but even against the permissible that we turn the yesh, which is even the permissible behaviors, into an island, ayin, into a nothingness, which is even greater than evoking the yesh from the ayin. So that Reb Chanina ben was able to effectuate that a spiritual reward became something physical is sort of more of the standard, that he was able to effectuate that the physical was returned into the spiritual, that was really something uh, special. And this is the source of the Jewish people. And therefore, when we gather up the seeds of Torah and mitzvahs in the neshama of the Jewish people that has the power to produce this blossoming, now we have, in fact, revealed the innate godliness that was there. And that's why the Jewish people are called the woman who fears Hashem, because this level of reverence and awe of Hashem is before their eyes, like the creation of a child comes from the contribution of the father, which is comparable to that seed, which without the mother, it's going to be undeveloped. But through the gestation within the mother, where it is nourished by the mother, that initial contribution is thus developed, nuanced, and becomes an entire child. So too with mitzvahs, which are rooted above in God's ultimate passion, and manifest themselves all the way down here into the seed of the 620 pillars of light, just like a pillar that attaches the top, the roof, to the bottom. Similarly, the Jewish people, through their power to develop, like the soil which develops the seed, it can reveal the level of godliness the way it is above, that even down here in this physical world, like the pillar that attaches the roof to the ground, 
Similarly, when we develop the godliness that is innate within um, within the the, uh, the the raw material, we like the soil developing the um, the potential of the seed. We develop the potential of the physical. And this is what it means when it says, a woman who fears Hashem, she should be praised. The word tishalel is similar to that quote from Eif that reads, a candle is on my head, that we praise Hashem through the process of saying the psuki de zimr and the davening, which lead us to the Shema, because the Shema and the Vihafta is the result of what we think about the infinity of Hashem and the glory of Hashem through the psuki de zimra, where we speak about the praises of Hashem and how we, what he creates and so on, and therefore he is worthy to praise and honor and to pursue. That is a contemplation of godliness. And through this hallelujah and the 10 hallelujahs that we praise higher and higher to greater levels, we thus become like the woman who fears Hashem, that we praise that to the highest of levels. And in order to capture it, we recite the Shema. Similarly in Torah, when it says, as we mentioned, happy is he who comes up here to Shemayim with his Torah study in his hand. And we ask the question, why would a person need to have the rules of ownership of lost property in his hand when he comes up to the highest level, when he comes up to Shemayim? But the idea here is as well, that through Torah, which comes down here and engages itself in the laws of lost items, and we grasp that and understand it, this is again like the seed that when it becomes grasped, it flourishes just like Torah flourishes down here in this physical world. We're now on Ahmed Bey's, the next paragraph. It says, the light that is planted for the tzaddik, that is the light of Torah and mitzvahs. It is in the level of planting, and ultimately will be a revelation in the fruits, that the, it, the face of it will be filled with this bounty. This is the idea of Tchiyas HaMesim that will be in the future, through the revelation of Sevev Kol Amin, where there is no distinction between darkness and light. And now also we have this level of Sevev Kol Amin. So what then is added in the time of Mashiach? The point is that mamali kolam in the godliness that we can see and that is uh, contoured to our individual existence and the seviv kolam, which is the all-encompassing level. They have two levels, that that is shayach to be internalized and radiates within it and that which gives it existence. And the second is that which completely surrounds it and has no distinction and has no opportunity to become engaged in this physical world. Like it says in the in the Pirkei Avos, that whenever there are ten, the Shechina hovers above it. Now there are those who become very excited when they daven with them, or they see their chaver, their friend davening with great kavanah. This also impacts them, and they thus become inspired to daven with even greater intensity. This level of makif has now entered them, but it's not yet in a level of pinimis. But still, they become affected by being simply in that surrounding. That environment affects them. And then there are those who aren't affected that much. It doesn't radiate within them, but it still remains there, but it doesn't have any visible, tangible impact upon them. Um, and this is because it doesn't yet radiate within them. And now we understand this idea of Seva of Kolaman now. That is that there's a level that can be internalized, and there's a level that only later will. Like it says, the heavens will be rolled like a Torah scroll. And this is also that the heavens will be renewed and the earth will be renewed, that the heavens and the level of the makif that now we, is uh, unattainable, will be rolled open before us and it will become personalized. That is, it will become anew. And this great light that those who even dwell in the dust will become alive by it, 
because there will no longer be this separation between darkness and light. Like a light that is so great that it shines out to great distance, and this will occur in the time of Mashiach via the mitzvahs that we do now, that we create this fruit above, just like the child who is developed from within his mother. And again, like we said, the child during the period of gestation is nourished from its mother, and still it grows and it becomes greater than the mother. And that's why a mother can give birth to a boy, which is a, a, the mother is a recipient and the boy is a donor. And the boy can be uh, the product of the mother, even though it is nourished by the mother, it can even become something more than the mother. And this is why mitzvahs are called garments and fruits, because the mitzvahs now are only like seeds. That is, they are hidden and they don't appear to have any great uh, any great appeal. The tzitzis is just some wool and so on. But the revelation of the mitzvah is that we will see in the future. That is the fruit that will be revealed, which will be the delicious fruit. Like Rashi says regarding the Pusik that says, I will kiss you with the kisses of my mouth, that ultimately we will be able to see the reasons of Torah. And this is why to all ends I have seen that they have expired. And yet, and this is what the where the, the mimer is based on, this other phrase from David HaMelech that says, Mitzvahs are exceptionally wide. That is, all understandings, tichla, dav neshamis, and malachim, whether they're of the world of Bria or the world of Yetzirah, ultimately they are limited. Why? Because they're still only limited creations. But mitzvahs, the way they are above, those are infinitely expansive. They are a keli to be makabal to receive of the widest and the greatest of the infinite light that was within them. And that's why they are described as wide and not long. Like it says that Torah is longer than measurable earth, because there we're speaking about drawing Torah down from a lofty concept down to the personal, like the laws of lost items and who will they belong to and so on. And, th- and thus, it's appropriate to use the word length, that it's drawn down from the very, very top. But here we're speaking about mitzvahs the way they are above that they are mitzvahs specifically, and they are thus wide, able to receive a lot final paragraph on the right-hand column. And this is what it means when it says that the Jewish people are sanctified to Hashem, the first of his harvest, that is, because of the investiture of Torah down here, into the level of the seed. The virtue of the Jewish people is greater than that of Torah, for the Jewish people are the power of flourishing, and they are called the first of the harvest, which is the first from whence they flourish and they grow the harvesting to be revealed and evident and tangible which is not the case with Torah, and mitzvahs the way they are in their spiritual sense. The Torah is very lofty, loftier than the Jewish people, and that's why they are attached to it. And this is what it means when the Pasuk reads, and again, it's uh, the Haftarah of Shemais, and it's from Yeshayo. They come to, those who come to be rooted by Yaakov will flourish and sparkle, that is, that they become rooted and they become implanted in the quality of Yaakov, which again is the Yud drawn down to the Akiv. This rod that runs through from top to bottom, through this, there becomes this great sparkling and uh, and harvest. Like it says, the voice is the voice of Yaakov. That voice is the capacity to join together from the spiritual into the physical. Like we say, the eyes and the heart, these are two uh uh, vehicles of sin. Why? Because the eye sees and the heart gets excited. 
because they are attached to the intellect and through this, it, in, it influences the intellect. And from there, it also goes down into the rest of the body. We're on the top left-hand column into the heart, but it's still yet a spiritual thing in the passion of the heart. But then from the heart, it gets spread out to the lungs and from the lungs, it gets divided out through the breath into all the expressions of the mouth until it becomes revealed in something of the Kashmias. And it, so as a consequence, what we see is that the voice is what attaches the Gashmias to the Ruchnias. That is, a person sees something and he imports it to his identity and spreads it out through these three qualities of Esh and Mayim, which are two opposites, but can be combined by the Ruach of the voice. And this is why the Tefilas were established by our Ovois. And Yaakov is the inclusion of his father Yitzchak and his grandfather, like a teacher who teaches his students. When the teacher teaches this, the students the way this teacher understands, his student gets overwhelmed. But if he doesn't teach uh, at all, then the student gets nothing. So he needs to find a happy medium between them. And this is alluded to in the phrase, he grants truth to Jacob. And the truth means is a reference to Torah. That this is also similar to the idea of mitzvahs, which is an elevation of that level. And this is why we say, thus says Hashem, the the, the Bria of Yaakov, that Yaakov is Bria and Yisrael is Yitzira. Like we said before, Yitzir or he makes the nuance of light, Ubeira, but the more uh, unama- uh, uh, unnuanced or non nuanced creation is darkness. Now we know that in everything there is the material, and then there is the way in which it is shaped. That the material is the basic item, that's the Yaakov quality. That's the process of Bria, of something into nothing, from nothing. And the Tzura, the form of it, is the way in which we reveal it. We take the raw material and we transform it. This is the the gift of intellect. Yisrael, Lirosh, just like a great fire that that can radiate out to great distance. And this is why Pirkei says that when a person's fear of sin precedes his wisdom, his wisdom will be sustained. That is, when a person fears sin and thus he resists it, Eskafia, he transforms himself into a, uh, a blossoming capacity that is that his Chachma is going to be sustained. This concludes the first explanation on the Mimer. And for the rest, there's another explanation We're on the left-hand side of Amid base. And further explanation that the seed, even though it has no taste or smell, nevertheless, it's contained in potential within it, all of the shape and the taste and so forth of the fruit. But it's in, it's extraordinarily compacted in there. It's hidden, just like it's just a piece of wood. Similarly, in the father's contribution to the development of a child, it is contained within it, that which can ultimately be developed in a seemingly incomparable manner that it creates an entire child, it's as incomparable as a seed is to an apple, but through planting the seed into the earth, you reveal this capacity by blending it with the uh, nutrients in the soil. And this is what allows it to express this uh, ability, this power that was otherwise hidden in the seed, that it should be revealed, that it should taka produce a fruit that has taste and smell and beauty and so forth. All of that was in that um, in that uh, seed, even though it was so uh, 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 deeply hidden and unsensed. 
uh, you couldn't, it didn't have smell, it didn't have flavor, it didn't have beauty, and so forth. And now this one seed produces a tree that produces fruits that can produce more and more fruits without end, all taken from that one tree. Nevertheless, we understand that the primary uh, fruit, smell, and aroma, and taste, and so forth, all is derived from that seed. It was all there all along. And without it, you wouldn't be able to uh, produce all of these delicious fruits. It's specifically from that. Because as long as it was compressed within the seed, it was only a physical thing, and it was just like a, a piece of wood. The power of growth was contained within the soil, and there wouldn't have been a, a manifest had it not been planted in the soil. That's what brought it from hidden to revealed through this power of growth. And even though through this we had a revelation of greater bracha, even more than the fruit that it was, was taken from that seed. Similarly, the analogy is in the creation of a child, that through the gestation within the mother, even though it is primarily that is the body and this, the, all the complexities of the child are contained within the father's contribution, but had the father's contribution not been nourished and nurtured within the mother, it never would have made this uncalculable growth and transformed into a child had it not been uh, uh, nested within the mother, where it would have thus, uh, uh, where it thus becomes transformed. It's only through that that the uh, the seed grows and it becomes a, the full complexity of the child. But it all stems from um, the father, as evidenced by the fact that the mother can produce a male son who can it's himself become a contributor of this for future generations. And the analog being that Torah mitzvahs are called planting, that he plants righteousness. Like it says, six years you shall plant which is the six refers to the six orders of the Mishnah. That is, how is it that through mitzvah behavior, we will ultimately draw down an infinite light of Hashem that has no end. The idea being that the root of mitzvahs is loftier. They are the 620 pillars of light that draw down from this level that is called Kesser, meaning it is even higher than the intellect, this level of soivev, that is manifest all the way down to the literal physical illustration of wool being turned into tzitzis or leather into tefillin. And this is, again, comparable to the seed that it was contained within it, all this capacity to become the delicious fruit with aroma and taste and so forth. But it was only manifest when it was planted in the soil. It was all hidden otherwise until that point, and it was just like a, a piece of, uh, of, uh, of bark. But through a Jew fulfilling the mitzvahs, he wraps himself in the tzitzes and he puts on the tefillin. That the Jew is compared to the soil that brings out the depth and the potential that was contained, that is contained within the seed to have taste and smell and beauty and so forth. This is the revelation of the 620 pillars. And that's why the Jewish people are compared to the woman who fears God. That just like the woman has the capacity to manifest and develop all through her, the the potential that was in the contribution of her husband, this is because she fears Hashem, that she has this level of bittel, to transform yesh into ayin, bitter into sweet, that this is what the soil accomplishes, this quality of malchus of atzilis, that is rooted in the malchus of ein seif, which is the malchus of adam kadmoin, and that's why it has the power to flourish and develop, 
because it has this capacity of insight. And that's why the Jewish people are called the first of his harvest. They're called the glory, the, the light of Torah. The Torah admits is the way they manifest down here. Again, are like the seed, and that seed becomes developed into the fruit tree, which produces fruit with the smell, the aroma, and the taste, and the capacity to produce more. And after it is uh, blossomed, like the Pasuk continues and says, that the face of the world is covered with my bounty. This is the light that is higher than the neshama. This is the level called Yisoyed of Ak that is higher than Malchus of Ak. And again, Ak Adam Kadmain, the prototype that even precedes creation. That from this level of Yisoyed, this level of basic connection, that is the source of the mitzvahs. And this is the analogy that the woman can give birth to a son which is has a capacity that his mother doesn't have. And the idea being, again, that there are two levels of godliness that is not manifest in this world called makith, that this gives light to uh, a, a, a life to, an, or a makith, this level that is close and personal. Like it says, uh, they cannot hear the divine voice that comes forward, but their souls hear it. And therefore, even though they don't have a conscious experience of it, but this is that story that they suddenly were shaken by a great trembling and a great sense of fear, even though they didn't know what it was, because it did have an impact on them, even though they couldn't identify it. That is an illustration of the close market, that they had an impact on their identity, even though they didn't know what it was. As it's described, they didn't see it, but their mazel did. Then there's another level of makif that is completely separated from this world and doesn't have any tangible impact on it. And this is drawn down through mitzvahs. This level that would otherwise be completely unattainable. However, is, uh, uh, the, the, so the mitzvah is drawn down the level that we can't identify, but we see its impact. But that more detached level that we can't see at all will be brought down during the time of Mashiach. Like it describes that the heavens will be rolled open like a scroll. We'll be able to see it. And that will transform this unattainable into an impactive. It will draw down this far distant makif into something that we can, that will light up and will give life to. And through this, there will be the coming to life of the dead. Why? Because this, the sound of the shofar will be great. That is, we'll draw down a level of godliness that's unimaginable now, just as the coming to life of the dead is unimaginable now. And it will be drawn down into this world, from in, just like we are impacted. We even can experience now an impact of matters that we can't describe. That comes from something that is outside of our uh, conscious awareness, and yet it has an impact on us. Similarly, a level that's so outside of our character that we can't even identify it now will be manifest and manifest in such a, a transformative matter that it will violate the most basic rule of nature that the dead will come back to life. And this is called the secrets of secrets from the highest of highest levels. And this is why we say, we will praise him according to his abundant greatness, because that is the level that has no limitations, not even the limitations of being unimaginable. This concludes all the Maimorim on Parshish 